0: Are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing? I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer, and we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level, have the best sex of your life, live in a body that you love, let go of worry and stress, and live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. It's Ange, and I'm rocking it solo this week, and we are talking all about human design and love. With it being Valentine's Day this week, I thought it would be fun for us to look at human design and the ways in which we can love ourselves more and also love on other people that are close to us in the most authentic way possible. So human design, what in the world is it? Human design is an incredible system where we look at your birthday, your birth time, and your birth location. And we create an incredible blueprint on how you can move through life in the most authentic and most aligned way possible. So human design really teaches you how you can optimize your personal and professional life just by knowing and accepting yourself exactly how you were designed to operate. So with it being love, I thought it would be so fun for us to move through this and give you guys some tips and tools on how you can really take human design, start applying it and really see your relationships grow, blossom and deepen with understanding and support. So when it comes to love, receiving love and giving love really starts within you. And when you begin to love and understand yourself more, I believe that you begin to find authentic acceptance for yourself. So instead of trying to change yourself, you start to find this authentic acceptance of I am who I am and I'm not going to change it. And it's fucking awesome. And so that's where we begin. And then once we find acceptance for ourselves and all of all of our greatness, then we have unconditional love for ourselves. And when we love ourselves and we unconditionally love ourselves, we can share that with other people. So it pours out of us, and then it becomes this beautiful cycle. And so when we look at Human Design, really Human Design is going to give you awareness about how your energetic body works and how you can move through life. So the first thing you're going to need to do is make sure that you have your human design chart in front of you and if you are a little bit more advanced or a little bit more experienced, you might already know your energy type and your profile numbers. But if you don't, it's important you have that information close to you. And you also are going to need that information for those that are close to you, maybe your husband, maybe your wife, maybe your best friend, whoever it is that you're wanting to improve the relationship with, with wanting to know maybe more. So we want to have that information. So you're going to find the link below in the show notes on how to get your human design chart. But that is definitely step number one. Now, once we have our human design chart, we're going to use this information so that we can magnetically attract love, joy, happiness, and abundance by really Going the way that we were energetically supposed to be moving through life. And so, what happens with human design is really each chart is different. There's no two charts that are exactly identical. Probably not. There probably isn't any that are exactly the same, but the exactly the same things. Even if you have the same birthday as somebody, you may have been born in a different place. You might have been born in a different year. And all of those bits and pieces are going to influence what shows up in your chart. So let's dive into human design and love. And first, got to start with you. Right. And so these are some tips, depending on your energy type, on how you can show up in the relationship as the most real, authentic, vulnerable version of you. And then that means that you're not hiding or abandoning parts of yourself or even compromising your expectations. You are going to have long term success when you really show up as you and you show up as the full version of you. So first for my generators. So my generators, my tip for you is really to be really honest about what you need, what you want, and what you desire. When you let your partner know how they can support you or please you, it's really not high maintenance or needy. Sometimes for generators, the conditioning can make them feel like, oh, if I ask for what I want, I'm like asking too much. Really, you want your partner to take care of you. And when they do take care of you, you're going to feel this weight lifted off your shoulder because as a generator, you get so much praise for people pleasing and helping out others. So my tip for you is really to express what you need, want and desire And tell your partner how they can support you, what they could take off of your plate, the things that are draining for you when you communicate that with them, that makes the relationship thrive because generators are here to do the things that light them up. So if you're spending a lot of your energy doing things that don't light you up, that is not optimizing yourself and it's not optimizing your energy. Okay, then we move into our manifesting generators. My tip for you is to take responsibility for keeping things spicy and exciting in your relationship. So generally for manifesting generators, especially if they're in a relationship with an energy type that isn't a manifesting generator, they may get a little bit bored or feel as though things are stagnant. But really... What it is, is that you need to do things to spice it up or make it exciting. And that will bring life back into the relationship. But you need to take responsibility and ownership so that you can change it. So it's in your power, but I want you to take action to be the one who adds the spice, that adds the excitingness to the relationship. When you do that, you're going to find that you're lit up again. You're going to find that it's spicy again in the relationship. But it's really you taking that into your own hands to make it exciting exciting in the relationship. Then we move into our manifestors. I'm a manifestor, just for if anybody is curious. But for us manifestors, you, my tip for you is to just be your un filtered self. I want you to stop trying to be or become who you think your partner wants you to be. And when you show up authentically as you, your dream partner, or maybe your current partner is going to be madly in love with the real you in all of your crazy glory. And so the more that you try to like filter yourself, or the more that you try to change yourself into something that you're not, the more that you're not self-esteem of anger is going to be showing up. And so I want you to be big and bold. You're here to be a visionary. So no filters authentically as yourself. And that will make it so that whoever you are in love with or the one that that you might be calling in for love, they're going to love you exactly as you are. And you just need to be that bold version. Now for my projectors, my tip for you in relationship is for you to define what success looks and feels like in your relationship. Until you do this, it's going to feel kind of like a moving target for both you and your partner. So if you haven't done this yet, just really getting crystal clear on what would make this a successful relationship for you will make it really fulfilling. And this could be a fun thing maybe for you to do in this week of Valentine's Day or maybe in the weeks to come, but getting really crystal clear. And then you're going to know, is it hitting the target that you're so deeply desiring? Lastly, I have my reflectors. So for my reflectors, I really suggest that you do not compare yourself to who you were in any of your prior relationships. So who you are and the role that you play now in the relationship that you're currently in is going to be very much based on the unique dynamic that you and your current partner have. So you can't look back at any of your prior relationships or any of your prior times because as a reflector, you're always changing. You're always evolving. And because you're a mirror, you're amplifying the energy of whoever it is that you're around. So it's really important that you stay present in who you are right now and that you don't spend a lot of time Comparing what that dynamic was with pre, with prior partners. So those are my tips for you as you embodying who you are and your energy type. Now, let's dive into your partners. Okay. So your partner, if your partner is a projector, this is where we are going to start. Your partner is a projector, whether that's your friend, maybe that's your husband, maybe it's your boyfriend. But if your partner is projector energy type, this is a little letter that they want you to hear. You ready? Dear partner, I need to feel truly seen by you. Do not assume that we are alike. Instead, questions to discover who I am and how I thrive. My gift is seeing people deeply and clearly. So be prepared for a deep bond. I am highly sensitive, constantly observing and feeling. Show me you recognize and value my insights by inviting them in. My energy fluctuates, so don't expect me to be constantly on. Be mindful of my energy levels and respect my need for solitude and rest. When I'm overextending, please remind me to take a break. Love on me by prioritizing one-on-one time and offering genuine words of affirmation. I bring intensity, depth, and wisdom into a relationship. So how do you love on that projector partner a little bit better? Number one, you want to keep in mind that projectors live in a world that is dominated by sacral energy and sacral energy is like battery energy. And many projectors feel pressure to operate at that pace. And they're not designed to operate like that. And it's not beneficial for them. They're going to be bitter and out of alignment if they try to keep up. So that's the first thing you want to keep in mind. Now, how do you really love on them better? Number one, acknowledge them and tell them how they are making your life better, easier or more fulfilling. This type of really specific recognition will enable your projector partner to do more of the things that you appreciate. So when you bring it to the forefront, they know that they that their efforts are landing in an amazing place for you. And they might need that little bit of a reminder projectors, they really struggle with seeing how amazing that they are. So it's really important that you as their closest partner, let them know what you view as their strengths, their gifts, their contributions, just giving them things that are very meaningful and specific and just reminding them how incredible they are will go a long way. Another thing you want to do is encourage them to spend time alone. This will actually make them feel better. They might feel guilty about taking that alone time, or even they might feel guilty about like even needing it in the first place. But you, by giving them that permission slip, I'm going to watch the kids. Why don't you go and have a couple hours to yourself? That's going to be really nourishing for your projector partner. And so that can go a long way. The next thing is be clear about when you're inviting them to share or not. Projectors can't help but want to just share their solutions all the time, but they can learn to keep their insights to themselves until you're ready to receive them. So you want to be clear on when you want feedback. So the way that this looks often in the dynamic is you're sharing something that you're struggling with with your projector partner, and the projector has an idea, a solution, a solution, or something that has kind of come to mind that they want to share. Now, sometimes you, as their partner, might not want them to figure out to tell you their solution. You might want them to just hold space and listen, or maybe to just hold you. So, when you're not ready for a solution, it's really important that you have communicated. That to them. So, the way that that can look is before you even maybe share what you're struggling with, you might say something to the effect of I'm about to share something I'm really struggling with, and I just need you to hold space for me. I don't want you to tell me a solution quite yet. I would just really appreciate if you just held space. Maybe you just held me while I told you this information, and perhaps in the future we can come up with some solutions, but right now I just need you to hold space. And what that's going to do is it's going to allow them in that moment, even if they do have a solution, it's going to allow it so that there's no friction between the two of you. Because what can happen for projectors is if they say what they're feeling or thinking or share advice in those moments, it can be very off-putting if we're not ready to receive it as another energy type. And so just getting really clear on when you want feedback or when you want them to share their perspective will be really supportive for your relationship. And then the last tip I have for projectors is you really want to focus on quality time together and not Quantity. They don't need extravagant dates or they don't need you to like spend your whole weekend attached to the hip to them. This actually might be their nightmare, but they do want to feel like you see them clearly. And when you're together, you really want to show them that you're interested and invested in what's going on in their life by asking thoughtful p- questions, celebrating their amazing accomplishments. And really just being engaged and present when you're with them. doesn't need to be all the time, but when you are spending that quality time together, you want to make sure that you're actually listening to the things that they're saying, that you're showing an interest in the things that have been successful in their life lately. And those are my tips if you have a projector in your life and you want to love on them a little bit better. All right, let's move to generators and manifesting generators. OK, so first, we're going to start off with that little letter similar to our projectors. So dear partner, and this is coming from a generator. So if you are a generator, if you have a generator in your life, this is going to be what they want you to know. So dear partner, encourage me to follow what brings me joy, especially when I lose sight of it. My excitement not only enriches my life, but also brightens the world. I am extraordinarily capable, but that doesn't mean that I can tackle everything on my own. Always check in to make sure I genuinely have the energy for something before expecting me to handle it. I love questions. They help me get to know myself and what I love. My gut is my most reliable compass. Support me in following without making me explain it. Show me love by doing things with me that you know that I adore. And by relieving me of tasks that dampen my spirit, I bring passion and life into a relationship. So that's a letter from a generator to you. Now, we're also going to do manifesting generators. So this is coming from your manifesting generator. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe it's your partner. But this is what your manifesting generator wants you to know. Dear partner, I am a force drawn to those who are expanded by my power, not threatened. When I prioritize my joy, I light up the world around me. I love questions as they help me get to know myself and what I love. My gut is my most reliable guide. It rarely comes with a reason, so don't expect me to explain it. I thrive when I can move fast and according to my own rhythm. I don't ask that you keep up with me. I just ask that you honor my flow. My interests are always evolving. So don't be surprised if I try on many things and don't try to put me in a box. It is impossible. Love on me by doing things with me you know I love and by lightening the load of my less appealing tasks. So that's for generators and manifesting generators. Now, here's some tips on how you can love on either your generator or your manifesting generator partner a little bit better. Number one, you know how infectious their energy can be when their cups are full. And so when we see that and when we see that they have this boundless energy when they're doing things that light them up, Bring it to their attention. Say, oh my God, I love how lit up you are talking about this new passion or this new project or this new thing. Talk about it. They love, love, love talking about it. Next tip. Allow them to say no without having to justify it. It's really, really hard for this, these two energy types to set boundaries, especially when it comes to you. So if you start to push back or ignore the boundary, they'll your partner is either going to get more frustrated or they're going to sacrifice their precious energy trying to just do it. So encourage them to set boundaries, have conversations about boundaries, and then honor their boundaries because they are the go, go, go energizer bunnies. But the way that they continue to keep up with that endless energy is by respecting their boundaries and filling their days with the things that actually light them up. So how can we help? take things off their plate, pay attention to the things that that they're procrastinating around, and then either you're going to take that task off their to-do list or you're going to find somebody to do that. Procrastination for both of these energy types is a sign that something is no longer lighting them up. However, the conditioning or that programming in their head makes them think that they should Finish everything on the to do list. So, when you take things off their plate or you handle things for them, that is so impressive and amazing in the relationship because they probably aren't going to do it. They're going to keep pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. And it's just one more thing on their to do list. But when you just handle that, they're going to be like, whoa, that's such a turn on. I love when you handle that for me. And that uh, is such a great tip for those two energy types. Next tip I have for you is to encourage them to indulge in their favorite things. So these two energy types are notorious for putting their own needs and wants like below everyone else. They're always worried about everybody else being a okay and taking care of. And what they don't realize as is that this actually empties their cup and then it makes them less effective because they don't have more energy to give. So As their partner, my tip for you is to buy them the thing that they've been eyeing, book a babysitter so that you can enjoy a night out with friends or surprise them with one of their favorite things. All of that is going to feel so, so good for them and actually light them up and provide them with energy. And you as their partner can do those sorts of things to really support them. My last tip for this energy type is really to celebrate who they are rather than what they do. If you want to give them a compliment that really lands and feels good, talk about what you love about their personality, their attitude, their mindset, or their energy. This is going to mean so much more than what they got done in the day. Even if you're really impressed by how much they got done, you could say that, but also add in a compliment about what you love about those parts because they get so much praise for like doing, 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 doing all the time to the point where like, They end up people pleasing because everybody else tells them how amazing they are, like getting all of the things done. But it really lands so close to the heart when you say something about their personality, their attitude, their mindset, or their energy. And so that's my biggest tip with those two energy types. Then we move to our manifestors. So here is the letter from the manifestor to their partner. So if you have a manifester in your life, this is what they want you to know. Dear partner, I am pure power. The right partners are ready to be transformed by our connection. And they know how sacred it is to be welcomed into my powerful energy. I thrive with freedom, support me by respecting my space and not disrupting my flow. Clear communication is essential. I'll keep you informed and ask that you do the same. I am a born leader, but that doesn't mean that I want to lead all of the time. I value moments where you take the reins. I also value rest and solitude because they rejuvenate me. I do things differently. Unbound by conventional methods or expectations, show me love by reminding me of my power and my impact, especially when I forget. So here are some tips to love on your manifester partner or friend a little bit better. Number one, remember, manifestors are here to challenge you. They're, they are here to push both themselves and push their partners and all relationships in their life To the next level, and so when they challenge you or when they push you to that next level, it's being a okay knowing that they're doing it from a place of love always. So even though those challenges or those pushes can be uncomfortable, they are here to be the one that pushes you forward to light that spark to be the one who gets that fire going underneath your ass. Okay, so that's the first tip. Number two. It's important that you give them the freedom to just fully be themselves. When you accept them for who they are, it is the greatest gift that you can give a manifester. Because as a manifester, they feel this constant pressure to edit or filter who they are in order to be more acceptable or lovable. So it's important that you encourage them to be the boldest version of themselves. And when they do that, I want you to make sure that you love on them even more, not less. Because as manifestors, honestly, their energy type is a repelling aura. And so the right people are like, oh, my God, you're my person. But the wrong people are here to be repelled by their right. And so if you're in a relationship or your best friend is a manifestor and you love them so much and you love exactly who they are, encourage them to continue to show up in that way as their crazy, bold, wild self. That is the way that they're supposed to operate. Next tip, believe in your manifester even if and when you disagree with them. So manifestors are here to do things their own way. So you don't have to like their approach. Or even agree with it, but you have to give them the space to make their own mistakes or to prove you wrong. Whenever you try to micromanage or like tell a manifester what to do, they're gonna pull away from you and they are not going to feel like you have their back. So it's important that you let them go about things their own way and not try to create disagreements or arguments just because you don't agree with their approach. They're here to do things differently. And some of those are going to be massive failures, and some of those things are going to be totally brilliant, but you have to let them just do that that way. My last tip for manifestors is is just to be their biggest cheerleader. Because as manifestors, they are trailblazers, and trailblazing gets really lonely sometimes. So imagine being the first, or the craziest, or the loudest. Manifestors, they're here to trigger people for better and worse. And sometimes that's not the most fun way to go through life. So knowing that you have their back, no matter what, will give them the courage they need to persevere and always stay true to themselves. Manifestors are going to move through life with certain people dropping out, certain people being attracted to their aura, but really just knowing that you are always on their team will go a long way for those manifestors in your life. Talk about reflectors. Reflectors are the rarest of human design types. Only 1% of people are reflectors. And here is a sweet little letter from a reflector. So if you have a friend that's a reflector or a partner that's a reflector, this is what they want you to know. Dear partner, I am rare. The less you expect me to be like you, the more that we will flow together. I amplify the energies around me, so it's important to take good care of your own energy. Caring for yourself is also caring for me. I feel good when I'm in the right space, so help me find spaces where I feel at ease. I perceive things in people and places that go unnoticed by others. Cherish my perspective and create opportunities for me to share what I'm seeing. My expression varies from day to day. Be curious about all my versions. Time alone is medicine for me. Please don't rush me. I find clarity when I take my time. I bring wisdom, perspective, and resilience into a relationship. So how do we love on our reflector partners or your friends better? Number one, It's just knowing that reflectors are so deeply special and when they feel supported by those in their life, they offer the most thoughtful insights. Number two, you need to become more self-aware. Given how sensitive this energy type is, they pick up on other people's feelings, sensations, thoughts, and worries. So, It's important that you are really mindful of what you're bringing into the relationship because you're naturally going to have an effect on them just by being in their energy. But the more you can own what's yours by acknowledging it, talking about it, saying out loud, the less that they're going to be weighed down by your baggage. So if you have things that are going on, they're naturally going to be feeling that and maybe not even able to express that that's what they're feeling. If you can say, no, this is mine to carry or no, this is, this is mine. You don't need to, you don't need to worry about that. Just being very mindful that that is yours that you're bringing in and that might be some baggage that, that is penetrating into them as a reflector. Next tip is to grant them lots of time and space to process things. A reflector's wisdom often comes when they have ample time to really ponder and feel into their truth Reflectors are ruled by the moon and because the moon is a 28-day cycle, sometimes it takes a full month for a reflector to truly know how they feel about something and what they want. So as their partner or as their friend, it's important that you don't rush them or they'll probably just give you the answer they think you want instead of actually thinking what is their truth. My next tip for reflectors is to let go of any expectations you might have around who they are or what they'll become. They're here to evolve and change based on their environment. And that's really hard to control or predict. Because they love you, your expectations carry a big amount of weight, and they might resist changing in the way that they were designed to, to become who they think you might want or what, who they think you might want them to be. And it's important that they move through their own process of evolution without you trying to steer that ship. Their truth will come with clarity and you just accepting and allowing that they can become whoever they want to become. Now, my last tip for reflectors is just remind them to be spontaneous. Their self theme is surprise. And so one of their greatest desires is really to be surprised and delighted by life. In today's world, it's very easy to get caught up in the daily grind and the routine. But when you plan adventures and even like plan date nights, but keep it a secret until the very last moment, this is really going to be them surprised by what it is that you're bringing to the table and also going to remind them to embrace that magic. And you're going to see that they really shine. They love when surprises fall into their lap. So, those are my tips for each of the different energy types. And so, depending on who is closest in your life, you might want to make a list and say, Oh, this person in my life falls into this category, like they're a generator, or maybe you have like your coworkers that you want to look at this. But it's really the ways that you can love and understand them, whether they are in that primary and close relationship or or whether they're maybe a little bit further away. Now, the next lens that we're going to look at when it comes to human design is the profile line. So this is again, gonna be something you might have to look up and might not have memorized. And so with that being said, there's gonna be two numbers. So there's gonna be one number that's in the first position and one number that's in the second position. The first number is how you see yourself. And the second number is how the world sees you. And those two numbers make up your profile. And so you'll find that again, by clicking the link below and getting your human design chart and then looking at your profile numbers. And so when it comes to the profile numbers, when you understand your partner's profile lines, it really gives you a lot of perspective and insight into their natural bonding style so things like what they're looking for in a relationship or from a partner, what they're most afraid of, what drives them to connect or disconnect from you. And most likely in your relationship, at least one of those numbers or one of those lines is going to be different than you. And so you having this awareness helps you acknowledge that they might not want to connect in the same way. And this isn't a bad thing. The success of your relationship isn't based on how similar Or not similar, you might be with your partner. It's really your willingness to see and accept the other person for who they are, not who you want them to be or who you are. You really want to be looking at their numbers and then coming to that place of unconditional love and understanding that that might be different than you. So let's go through each of the numbers. So your partner will have a combination of the two. And then I also invite you that when I'm saying the numbers and you're looking at your own numbers, I'm curious if you feel as though it resonates and if it is true. So let's talk about ones. If you have a one in your profile, it doesn't matter if it's in the front position or the back position, or if your partner or friend has it in the front position or back position, Ones, they value security and stability above all, and their greatest fear is being caught off guard or abandoned by you. That's also very common for ones. So most of their behaviors and attitudes are motivated by the need to confirm that f- the foundation of your relationship is really solid. So because they they want that security, they want that stability, and they don't want to be caught off guard, uh, it's important that... You remind them of that, that you say things like you're safe, we're secure, we're in this together, we're, we're on a team. They might need that reminder that like you're committed to them forever, that, that, that you're by their side, that there's a solid foundation here, that you love the relationship. Just those little reminders, like we're on the same team, we're going to get through this, I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. Those types of things go a long way for a one. Now, if somebody has a two in their profile, twos need to be invited or called out because they're naturally more inclined to like hold back in their relationship. So if you want them to see them shine and really for their gifts to come out, it's important that you draw them out of their like little bit of a hermit shell and proactively invite them to share. This is by asking them questions, by giving them opportunities to share their gifts. So for example, my boyfriend, Bradley, he has it too, and he is incredible at cooking, like so, so good at cooking, picking out recipes, like plating food and making it look beautiful. Beautiful. But before the lens of human design, as much as he maybe thought that he was good at it, I don't think he knew like to the level or the degree of genius that he had with it. So as as his partner, one way that I can make that happen where he is able to be called out or pulled forward to really shine in that light is by reminding him like, oh my God, you're absolutely amazing at making homemade sushi and feeding like 15 people. Like that's absolutely amazing. So you proactively are inviting them to share their gifts and also share their perspective because sometimes they might shy away and not want to share what's on their heart or what's on their mind. But the more that we can draw that out in them, the better and the more that your relationship is going to thrive. Now let's talk about threes. Threes are not designed to get it right the first time. They are here for trial and error, and they are going to make mistakes, pivot, and go off on their own journeys every once in a while. <laughs> oh, excuse me. And it may feel counterintuitive, but you need to trust that the more space you give them to mess up and make mistakes, the more committed they'll be. So that doesn't mean that you're going to let them go and leave the relationship, But because they're not going to get things right the first time and they need that space to make mistakes, it's important that you don't make them feel like a failure and allow them to make those mistakes and accept and love the fact that that's just how they're designed. They're here to experiment over and over and over. It doesn't matter how many times you tell them that the experiment is not going to work out. They need a real life example. And so even if you're like, oh, I don't think that they should do that business project, or I don't think that they should buy that press, or whatever it is you're thinking in your head, allow them to make that mistake and come to that realization on their own, unless they ask you for what your perspective is on it. So your perspective being, I will love you no matter what. I don't think that's like the best business idea, but I know that you're going to want to go and and try that out on your own, right? That's how we love on our threes um, in the best way possible talk about fours next. So number 4 is all about relationships and they value loyalty above all else. Like trust is so so sacred for fours and it's going to be very difficult if not impossible to reestablish trust trustworthiness once it's ever questioned in the relationship. So if you have a 4 in your life either as your friend or your partner, it's important that you are really honest, really transparent by sharing the hard truths even though they're really hard to say sometimes because easy white lies or even just soft truths are not going to land correctly for force because trust, loyalty and honesty are so deeply important for force you want to make sure that the foundation of the relationship is built on that full transparency even when it's hard to say those things now Number fives. Number fives need permission to be vulnerable. They often feel like the rest of the world is counting on them to keep it together. So it's important that you create a safe place for them to fall apart and then let them know that it's a strength and not a weakness to see those tears and to see that vulnerability. And really just being able to, with fives, just allow, let them know that. It's not their job to always be the superhero. Fives naturally fall into always wanting to save the day. We can really support our fives by saying, you know what, today you don't need to save anybody. Today you just need to cry. And that's okay. And just allowing that you're giving them that permission. And always with fives, just really highlighting after they've cried or after they've shared those vulnerable moments, just allowing our Reminding them that, like, it's okay for this to be expressed here and you showing up in the relationship as always that safe place and that solid place for them that will go a long way in your relationship. And then we have our sixes. So, our sixes, they need time and space to really grow into the person that you already know that they are. So, as sixes, they're role models, they're guides, they're mentors, they're the people that a lot of people look up to. But it's important for them to learn through their own experiences and then having their own reflection so that they can gain that confidence. It doesn't, ma- doesn't matter how many times you tell them how amazing they are. They have to really go through that journey through life to remember their brilliance. And I say with six, there's really no shortcuts. They spend the first 30 years of their life acting as a three. And three, like I said, makes a lot of mistakes, has to fail forward. And for that reason the time from like 31 onwards is them kind of realizing their power, regaining their confidence and kind of really realizing that they are a mentor and a guide to others. So like I said, for yourself and for those in your life, they're going to have two of those numbers. And those are just some tips that you can start to apply in your relationship so that You can have a better understanding of them, better understanding of how they operate, and then offer them that unconditional love that you want them to be fully authentic, fully showing up as themselves. And really with the lens of human design, I think it can be such a beautiful bridge for us to look at the people in our life and understand why they're different than us and just no longer try to change it. Right. I think human design gives this really beautiful blueprint that we look at the people in our life and we can see, oh, my God, energetically, like they're not ever going to be like me. I just need to learn to love and accept them fully as their expression. So those are my tips for everything love related, relationship related so that you can really just make those relationships thrive even more, even deeper in the months and years to come. Now, if you are curious about going deeper with human design, human design is a, an amazing tool for yourself and am- amazing tool for relationships an amazing tool for your kids. And if you're like, just got a little snippet and you want to dive deeper, that is something that I offer with Human Design Readings. I do both mini readings as well as deep dives. The mini readings are a little snippet into the key parts of your chart, and then the deep dive is a full in-depth reading with two hours of time spent together and a 30-page breakdown. So if any of that interests you, you will find the details for that in the show notes. Other than that, I am sending you all so much love on this day of love, this week of love, this month of love. And if you ever have any human design questions, feel free to reach out. I love sharing this amazing tool with all of you.